and welcome to episode 238 of Labs Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark, and joining me tonight is Mr. Mark Chazire. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Good, good. Uh, and joining us um, for the first time in a while is one of my top five favorite dogs. How are you doing? <laughs> well, this dog's funny. This dog, Dr. Doug. Yeah, good, man. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I was thinking... Um, Douglas Adams, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Douglas Gretzky. <laughs> um, Doug Stanhope. And Michael Douglas. <laughs> not Doogie Hauser, MD. Not Doug Funny. He's not like a real person, though, is he? <laughs> they were my heroes. Not necessarily. Isn't that, isn't, was, hang, is, is it Dougie or is it Doogie? There's Dougie. And then there's Doug Funny, which is, for anyone who knows my actual surname, is quite funny. So. <laughs> okay, right, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Uh, how are you doing then, Doug? It's been it's been a little while. Yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been a year, but uh, it's lovely to be this back. Is our again, annual then. annual catch up. Yeah, yeah. and joining in on a live podcast, which it feels to me. I understand you've got the Rona. <sighs> Three years in, and it caught me. Finally got so you. Hard. Well, you yeah. are you um, you're all jabbed up, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, had yeah. nine nine jabs. Had, yeah, yeah. Funny. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, oh, funny was uh, the last but one jab. You turn up and someone just leapt off the desk and like, you don't look right. You should be here. Do you know? It's like yeah, I should be. Look at my records. Fine, because yeah. everyone else was very frail. Yeah, so, yeah. But bless the NHS. I uh, I've been boosted. Numerous yeah, I just and... I had mine uh, yesterday. Um, Good. I got like I think I've reached the threshold where I'm considered old by the doctors. Because um, <laughs> I got a text message a while ago, like, "Do you want uh, your Do you want a f- your free flu shot and a COVID booster jab? Book an appointment here." And I was like, oh, "Okay, they must think that I'm old and frail now." And I think they probably are right um, because. It was like the Amazon Prime sale thing the other day. And I went on there with full intention of buying stupid toys for myself. And I bought a pair of slippers and, <laughs> and bread coffee beans. <laughs> I, I actually did. I bought a kilo of coffee beans, <laughs> a pair of Crocs, and oh, bread baking my... stuff. Oh, no. I, th- I think I'm the last person not to own Crocs. And that's not out of any hate. I'll get you a dressing gown. I've never had them before, man. Um, um, I'm fully converted. Like <laughs> they're super comfy. Well, this year we uh, treated ourselves to a camper van, so we've been using a shared shower. You bought a camper van? Yeah. Nice. That's um, not like a like most people like treat themselves to. I don't know something nice. What? Something yeah, but something small. Yeah. <laughs> um, we realised that. It was just more practical for us. We didn't mm. think we were campers until we 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 hired one and had a great time. Did a, a I call it a world tour of Scotland. It was incredible. But this thing was seven and a half meters long, two and a half yeah. meters wide. Going around the Loch Lomond was hairy, but it gave us the bug, and we um, we we using stopping at the campsites and have excellent shared mm. facilities. Mm-hmm. But you do not go in there bare feet. So uh, <laughs> no, oh no, not unless you want like. Yeah, to bring like, something else home with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's nice yeah, you like, want all the Verukas. Yeah. 
So yeah, it, I, I must admit, I was very surprised. It was not the experience I thought it was. It was extremely chill. Uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, the, the croc ratio was quite high. Um, and no disrespect, uh, if you've seen the movie Idiocracy and how crocs featured in there, you can kind of have a yeah smug elitist laugh at it. I but, know, uh, but I, I I was that way as well. Yeah, and yeah. then I tried on a pair, and I was like, oh. Like they are just super comfy. Now the only reason I got them is because they were they're real cheap, and like I need to go out into the back garden regularly to uh-huh. pick up dog shit. A dog, yeah. Um, and I can just slip them on and walk out in the back. And like, yeah, they're, they're real good. They're real good. Um, it's a camping life, man. Like mm. I've uh, I've always like fantasized about having a camper van to go to music festivals. Because like, I am past the point. I am past. I am done <laughs> with sleeping in a fucking tent at a music festival. Nothing against sleeping in tents. I like the idea of sleeping in a tent. I would quite happily go and camp in a, in a tent. Um, but something about uh, sleeping in a tent in a music festival where you're woken up every 30 seconds by someone tripping over the guy ropes or occasionally falling on your tent. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to camp in luxury when I go to a festival. Well, I'm, I've got a few years on you, and 2019, me and uh, Jane, my wife, were like, we're going to do this. Um, the headliners were there was Foo Fighters for me. There was uh, the 1975 for my then teenager daughter. She wouldn't admit to Which me, festival was this? Yeah, I read it. Uh, we went to Leeds. Okay, yeah. Um, so Foo's, 1975, and my wife's a huge Post Malone fan. So... It was like okay. every night, headline night. So we glamped it. Yeah. Um, but what they don't tell you, or maybe it's not clear, is that the glamping site is the furthest from the main stage. So yeah, we yeah, went, yeah, yeah. We, mm-hmm. we took the comfy, because we're old, and then had to walk mm. in 35-degree heat. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do... Never again. Um, yeah. uh, even leaving aside the camping situation, I don't think I could do Reading or Leeds anymore anyway. No. Probably not download either. Mm-hmm. Um. Just because there's just too many people. Like, it was fine when I was, like, 18, um, you know, walking at a snail's pace in a crowd of several hundred thousand people trying to get out of the main arena at the end of the night, uh, and it takes, like, two hours to get back to your tent. I was fine with that because I was drinking all the time and I didn't care. But I can't do it anymore. It's just I can't be around that many people. Yeah. Yep. So I prefer, like, smaller festivals. I'd get this sense of rage that I just watched this incredible headline act. Um, whether I liked the music or not, there was a performance and thousands were entertained. And as we're leaving, thousands more were leaving their tents to start their night doing whatever they did at night that didn't involve the bands I was watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Going to the dance really, tent. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah. Wearing the bare minimum, all of them. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I, I hate you all. Why can you not appreciate <laughs> that performance? <laughs> Why do you have to go and listen to an MP3 or mp4 being played with some flashing lights but um i I remember lying in the tent and we'd had the person trip over the guy ropes um but um just what i woke up to thanks oh good night and it was six o'clock in the morning it was like some other thing had been finishing at six in the morning yeah (laughs) and i was waking up oh no so yeah we did it we had a cracking time um Mm. uh, but yeah next my friend uh likes going to download he's similar to you mark um, and he's taking the camp van next time. He yeah. says apparently they're in a good location. For See, I used to, to go to um, 
up until a few years ago, I used to go to Arc Tangent every year. It's a little festival on the other side of Bristol. Oh, yeah. um, amazing lineups every year. Uh, and they've, whenever I've gone, I've always just taken the tent, but they've always had like the option of being able to rent like a, they have like, um, like Romany caravans, like old wooden nice. Romany caravans to, to stay in or like, um, like yurts. Yes. Like you can rent a yurt for the weekend. Um, I think I'd probably just do that. Um, I 100% recommend. Yeah. Having your own space and power. and Yeah. And yeah. maybe somewhere to have a wash. <laughs> that would be, that's the one thing that those, those that they don't have. The camper van has, a, 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 has that on it for sure. I do find myself every now and then like looking at, on YouTube videos at camper vans that I would never, ever ever be able to afford anyway like the ones that are um like coach sized mm. right, ones that yes. have got like a, a, a car, car. Yeah, in the back one. of it yeah. <laughs> yes. uh and it's got like and the sides when it's parked at the sides extend out and it's got yeah. like a three-piece suite and a, yeah. a full double bed and oh, i like, an suite they, and whatnot and they have those but they're like they're towing a smart car behind them yeah. yeah, and that kind of thing. Well, some of them, it's like it's like a little. There's a little sports car that goes underneath, Inside, the underneath back where yeah. the luggage would go in a coach. Yeah, some crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, this is just a big Fiat Ducato. Um, okay. You can stand Hell in yeah. it. It's got a shower. It's Love got a, a Fiat. Um, <laughs> where I also insisted on auto, so it's like a proper nine-year auto. It's, yeah. it's, it's a it's a transit van, but well, yeah, transit. Um, but yeah, it's a great, comfortable ride. Um, mm-hmm. And you're, it's so flexible. You know, you pull over at motorway services, have a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, hell yeah, yeah. We we took ourselves up to Filey. Our uh, your esteemed colleague Nick is uh, mm-hmm. aware of the uh, whiskey made in um, Filey. Um, he is. He loves really it up nice. there. Yeah. yeah, really nice. We we went there for an open day. Uh, me and um, my neighbour friend, who also has a, a camper van. Oh yeah, and we we were at the open day and enjoyed some Filey whiskey. It was tremendous. Very nice. Yeah. It was nice. Just hop in the van on Friday, yeah. Spend a day out and then come back Sunday. Very easy. So yeah, I do recommend. And yes, there is a vast range of prices. There is, yeah, yeah. I like. Um, God, I could fucking talk about this all day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I fell down a rabbit hole a while ago of like uh, K campers. You know, like Japanese K cars. Right, the little micro cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have like K vans as well, which are, like small, like a Bedford van, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what they're called? Bed- yeah. Are they called Bedford yeah, vans? Bedford little like yeah, little tiny things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the people uh, are like a little weird like cottage industry in Japan of turning those into camper vans. So uh, they can only, like you can only really sleep one person in it. Yeah, um, comfortably, maybe two at a stretch, uh, but they managed to squeeze like an amazing amount of kit into like a tiny, like floor plan. Um, it's quite impressive. The tech. I'll send you for, some for videos later. Yeah, <laughs> the tech for this stuff is incredible, and I'm seeing yeah. more and more uh, people drive around with uh, car roof tents. It's like a box yeah. on top of the roof. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Floop, and they yeah, got a tent. You can port. set it up in like five minutes, and you've got yeah. a full tent on your roof rack. I know that's. That might be the way, actually. Um, not when we were too in, expensive. No, no, they're very reasonable. When we were in, we stayed for a week in Scotland, and my 
uh, stepson and his missus stayed with us and they didn't find the tent comfortable they literally slept in their duke the pair of them yeah (laughs) with the the boot held shut and they're very much sold on the idea of this small cozy kind of pull a tent down kind of thing but it had to be zero effort um because putting up a tent feels very thankless now they are it's it's just you just flip it up and then tie down the guy ropes and that's it yeah nice and simple anyway as much as i could talk about Mm. camper vans with you all night and, and I do mean that I really could. Um, <laughs> we should probably talk about video games because that's what this podcast is about. Um, before we talk about what we've been playing, uh, the Xbox acquisition of mm. uh, Activision Blizzard and King um, has finally gone through. They released a trailer, which was really weird. And it was like all the Activision IP characters coming home to the Xbox family. And um, I have conflicted feelings about this because. I don't like the idea of Microsoft owning everything. And they could, they could, like, with the amount of money they have behind them, they could just keep buying video game developers, video game publishers. There's been rumors that they'd, we saw in those leaked emails that they'd floated the idea of, like, maybe looking at the idea of buying Nintendo, buying Square Enix, buying Capcom. You know, um, if they can't get their way into the Japanese market, the legitimate way and they'll just buy the japanese market yeah (laughs) um but uh i'm conflicted in it because activision has been sitting on a lot of ip and doing absolutely nothing with it because they can't think of ways to cynically monetize it uh and there's some there's some interesting titles that could potentially get um resurrected by microsoft because game pass release that kind of release IPs that are kind of, you know, they kind of want to put too much money into them, but they'll raise the profile of Game Pass or, you know, the the, the base of Game Pass. To but there's a lot, of, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things on here that they could, I'm just looking at like a, just a, a short list of, of um, some of the, um, the IP that they could resurrect. And um, I mean, like Guitar Hero, I don't know. Maybe may, I don't know if that is resurrectable because guitar music isn't quite as popular as it was when because when it first came out, Guitar Hero was we were still in the throes of like, um, indie wank being like yeah. very very popular music and like an entryway into people enjoying guitar music. Um, uh, Crash Bandicoot. No, they no one's done anything with that apart from like remakes. But all those remakes time, have right? made an incredible amount of money. Because people are massively, still massively fond of Crash Bandicoot for some reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where that nostalgia comes from, I have absolutely no idea. But that's no. made a lot of money. And if you can have you tried playing Crash Team Racing? Yes, recently, I have because it's my really, son is obsessed with Crash it. Bandicoot. <laughs> I can't like um, my partner um, and her sister playing it a while ago and i tried playing it and i'm sure i enjoyed it once upon a time cannot get my head around the drift mechanics anymore yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me it's not intuitive like mario kart is i, I hated it um but i don't know maybe something could be done with that um spyro the dragon which i do have very fond memories of i love the spyro the dragon games but that's very tied to um, skylanders isn't it at the moment so they'd have to kind well, of Well, skylanders is dead that's what i'm saying so they'd have to kind of unpick well, yeah, just sort of reboot it. 
Oh, they could just reboot. They could just make it, so, you know, from scratch. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see what else is on here. Uh, Starcraft is. I mean, that franchise is is. I think dead. <laughs> Blizzard yeah, well, aren't even touching anything on that unless, anymore. Unless you're Korean. Uh, and yeah, and the Koreans still love playing that for sure. <laughs> um, seeing what else is on here. Uh, well, the big one for me, of course, is um, the Tenchu series. Tenchu mm. Stealth Assassin. Um, I absolutely adored uh, the... the. I don't know if they any ever made two. I only remember playing the first yeah. two Tenchu games back on PS1. Um, and I'd love to... I'd love to see that franchise come back. Is there anything in particular you guys hope they might bring back? Any Activision IP of old? Or Blizzard IP of old, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, what I'm trying to get, yes, yeah, what I'm trying to think of. Give me Diablo 2 remake. Yeah. <laughs> Without another Another Diablo 2 remake. Um, I, I loved Lords of Darkness. I, that was my introduction to mm-hmm. uh, Dungeon Crawl. Didn't they re-release Diablo 2 recently? Did they do a good job of it? I, 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 I thought know. they just kind of uh, made it run a modern kit. I don't think they glammed I, it up. I, I don't know, to be honest. I didn't, I've never looked into it too too much, to be honest. I, I, Diablo 2 was not a game I played, so I'm not... That, that was my any. introduction to um, co-op uh, play, because I'd only ever played games where you kill each other. Yeah. And the, the idea that this game dynamically made the game harder based on how many were playing just blew my mind uh, I, I loved it um but then yeah. you know it was, it was very early in my days of online gaming uh, and I, I kind of i've still got the box for the big edition in my garage um very fond memories of it but yeah i, I was dynamic scaling game. based on the number of people that are in there is something that another the other franchises didn't um fully implement for a lot like monster hunter it took them uh, it took them until the latest version of Monster Hunter to have it scale. Like, it, it would scale... if if uh, Monster would have a certain amount of health if you had one player. Mm-hmm. And then if you added in a second player, uh, and then if you had two, three, or uh, uh, two, three or four players in total, um, it would have more health. But it, it didn't scale with the third and fourth player. It was like, one set of health if you're playing on your own, and another set of health if you're playing with, with other people regardless of how many other people you're playing with oh, that's um, mm. and, until the latest one where they, they fixed that and then like other games like Destiny doesn't do that if you're playing if you're playing a strike on your own it's not easier than the, the enemies yeah. don't have less health than if you're playing with two other people um, oh Destiny mm. oh Destiny <laughs> I was I have been I did play that again last night actually I wasn't going to rat on you no <laughs> it's fine it's fine I still, hey, i'm not telling people not to enjoy the things no I, I like i still enjoy the game as a social game but that's <laughs> about it i'm not uh, i'm not up for grinding anymore so i'll jump on you know once or twice a week when people want to do raid or whatever knock out a raid in an hour have a good chat talk about what shit films we've been watching and oh boy i've been watching some shit films um <laughs> Uh, look forward to that podcast <laughs> spin the wheel <laughs> uh, we might have to skip the wheel I've watched so much shit um, I watched one of the worst films I think I've ever seen um, if he says Barbie we all get riot okay? no no no, no. <laughs> I'm no. joking I know. No. a film starring Jared Butler that's all I'm going to say right now 
Oh, that doesn't um, down. Do you think Microsoft can can well, under Microsoft's stewardship they can f- steer they can write the Overwatch ship? This is what I was looking. Or at. is it too late? <laughs> I, no, I think I they could. Do you know? Do you think they would? Do you I think, think there's someone that there's definitely something it? there? It's a matter of um, because obviously they've turned it free to play because they had to cash in on it. Now again, if you're putting that on a on a game pass where you don't need to cash in on it and you're giving it away for free, essentially. Well you have to pay for the battle passes. Right? PvE stuff. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is if, and the battle if you want to yeah. jump in on a multiplayer and it's part of your game pass. Like surely that you know, like we've played um, Paladins and God knows what else. Yeah. You know. I mean like they could add the um just they, put they could put like in. They could put the battle pass and stuff like that and like all the characters mm. in Game Pass because you had to unlock the new characters yeah. uh, with either real money or by grinding. And like when they did that partnership with Riot, which I think is still ongoing, mm. then you can like play League of Legends and have access to all the characters if you've got Game Pass subscription yeah. or uh, Valorant or, and whatever other games they make. Um, so, are so they you could do something about like saving that. PvE or P- or the game in just general just saving the the game in saving general. the ip right yeah cuz it's Maybe. like it's not just you know the game it's interest in the game because like viewership of overwatch league is down so much on where it was um even it's just yeah. a few years ago not pro- even that's not even considering part. like where it was in that first season of overwatch league mm. when yeah everyone was watching but this is the thing is that people have moved teams like I mean it's it's just confusing from the standpoint of you know that they every time they finish a season everyone seems to leave every team and then it's a whole brand new bunch of people I've never heard of and it seems like they're switching rosters constantly well, that's I never know. Mean, I never know who's. It's like it's like if it was like. Welcome you know, to the world of sports. I mean, it's, I know, but like, it's just it, that we don't pay attention to it. I guess like if people were really into, oh my god, what's happening in the Overwatch League? It does feel like transfer, it changes like every three. They months. got transfer deadline day, and they get Jeff Stelling in for yeah. Overwatch League transfer <laughs> deadline day. Um, but no, so, it does, I, mean, I just don't feel like I can follow the teams if that makes sense. You know. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I used to only watch um, Twitch. Um, stuff uh, not much on YouTube until mm. I recently started watching the NFL and I'm not going to bore you with sports balls but um, it may, I don't understand watching, American football but I will talk to you all day about baseball if you mm. want to it is chess um, but um, with far too many <laughs> I know, he- I violent know. heads and gambling out I should as a fan of turn based tactical games I should like it yeah. but for some reason um, anyway so anyway. yeah so I, i've been watching a lot more youtube and then out of nowhere um it turns out i was still subscribed to overwatch league okay. um uh, yeah, and yeah. london spitfire and yeah. i was like oh okay well, there's a match going on and this was hosted by uh, spitfire i was going to be careful mm-hmm. i'm going to slag them off but yeah. and it, this the the actual match has been hosted by someone from the spitfire team when i say the team like the media team and this person was getting up and down from their chair and playing with a cat and chatting with the chat. And it's like, the game's kind of going on. I'm like, oh, you're not into this at all. What? Yeah, you're not engaged. So I was like, okay. So I unsubscribed from that because I thought I'd unsubscribe from all the Overwatch channels. And I went and watched it from the Overwatch League channel. And I could not follow it. 
I, I know in, the game. I know the, the game, yeah. characters. It didn't look. It seemed to have lost its tactical. Like, What's it happened? Was, it was very difficult to track. Everyone yeah. has to travel as a clump. Very rarely is there any benefit to flanking or any kind of stage tactics. And it was just a big brawl. The problem is they had quite a good... Such a shame. Uh, at the early days, they had a very good comms team who would explain stuff um, in a kind of very digestible way. And yeah. because of, the, obviously, the money troubles, that comms team has just dwindled and dwindled, like gone away. They've just brought it down to a really, really main team of guys. But they're trying to smash through stuff because, obviously, mm. the more stuff they smash through, the more eyes they're going to get on the... On the, on the uh, on the YouTube channel or, you know, on, on Twitch or whatever. So it's... But, yeah, but I was, like you said about the players. And, yeah, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, no, uh, what you say about the players, I couldn't mm. relate or care. You know, there wasn't that, oh, that's a really good uh, Widowmaker. But that's this is really it. Like, I could tank. tell you just... Bird Ring and Profit and, like, you know, yeah. other, other players on those teams in that first, in that first season. But yeah. then, literally... Like, it's not like where you have Man United and you may basically have the same 11 for like two or three or four seasons. You know, this is like every season it's a completely different roster and that for mm-hmm. me just makes it really hard to follow. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's a lot of sports that I thought eSports could do better, mm. um, but it, it, I think it's not paying attention to what yeah, makes exactly. sport engaging for people who aren't necessarily fans of the actual sport. Yes, yeah, like, you know, I don't, don't want to see 40 or, or million play. brackets. To get yeah. to a to get to a league final, which then has more brackets and a winners and a losers bracket, and it's like oh, I can't follow this. I'm done, you know. So I was surprised how little I understood what was going on. Well, no, I did see what was. It was just a brawl. It, I I couldn't recognise any subtleties or any nuance yeah. in how the teams were playing. It was all can we all get our um, ultimates timed yeah. to demolish But I, I, I would hope that with the backing of Microsoft. That would take the pressure off a bit and kind of you know give them time to take stock and maybe possibly because I mean they did have bleeding edge that they wanted to push at one point so maybe they I like that game yeah but it sort of died maybe they just go right Absolutely there's a team died. go skunk works yeah. and kind of try and make you know f- f- really hunker down and work out what the the issues are and mm. bring out like a two point five and you know really really mix it up and change it but who knows. So have you been yeah. playing it? I literally played it last Overwatch. night. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I went back to it last night because they've added um, they've added a mastery, tut- like mastery tutorials. So you can go in now and actually, you know, like um, Neon White, you've got yeah. like sort of VR levels that you go through, mm. but they're set up in a way that show off the different skills of different like uh, characters. So like with Reinhardt, yeah. who I don't play a lot. Um, it, it teaches you how to use his different skills and when you would use them, but in a kind of like you've got to push through and get to a finish line in a certain time, but you've got to have killed a certain amount of people and blocked a certain amount of damage before you get to that finish line, and then you get multiplies and bonuses. And I, I found that really interesting and re- a really good way of teaching me on the fly rather than it explaining it to me, but actually getting me to do it in a in a mode and sort of getting me to figure it out myself, I found that a really good way of like, sort of, oh, right, okay, so that's why you would use that in, in this situation. So that's I fair. think they're trying to kind of pull people in and bring in new players because there are subtleties that you just, 
it never tell you or it didn't used to tell you, but now this kind of seems to be trying to tell you how to play the game. So yeah, I went through a few of those last night. And they're going to unlock more as the seasons go on. Mm-hmm. So as the patches come out. So yeah, yeah I'd be interested to kind of uh, give a few of those a go. Turns out I'm better at Mercy than I thought I was and uh, not too bad with Sojourn. So that's that's where I ended up last night. I think I did mm. Reinhardt, Sojourn, Winston, uh, yeah, and Mercy. And I got them all up to mastery level one of three. So, Did you get new yeah. skins for that? That's it, mate. So there you go. Wow. Well, I, I, well mean, I might look at it again if uh, yeah. abusers aren't getting salaries. No, exactly. Blizzard. Exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of them have now been um, either left Cold. or sidelined. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I yeah. want Bobby Kotick out. Just looking down yes. this list, I'll tell you one that I would like to see is um, if they could do something with Singularity. <gasps> yeah, sure. Oh, yes. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, trying, yeah, to, yeah. trying to make do a kind of reboot of that or a kind of, you know, spiritual successor. Prototype. Uh, yeah. Those games being quite fun. Uh, yeah, there's a few. Tony Hawk's. Mm. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that they could do some interesting stuff with. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. What's um, the, yeah, go on. Well, I was going to say, going from, from one game that um, might be saved to one that definitely won't be saved, um, Hyenas is dead. Mm. Yes. Uh, this is the PvPVPVE. VE. Um, <laughs> sort of uh, extraction shooter, but it's like a heist shooter set in space in the future, and you're going and stealing... Sega artifacts. You are, but, yeah. But, but, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but mostly what I saw was just Sega artifacts. Yeah, essentially, so you're, break you're in and steal a Sonic. space stations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it looked really fun, and we both played the mm. closed beta, uh, and I really enjoyed what I played. And then I messaged you in the Discord after I'd finished <laughs> with it, and I was like, "This game seems really cool. I think it's going to be dead on arrival." Exactly. It just had a feeling of, like, because I've played a number of games now over the years, really interesting shooters that do something different that have just flopped. Mm. Be that, um, was it Lawbreakers? Was that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, Lawbreakers, The Cliffy yes. B game. Um, the Which I would fucking... say is a better game than what Hyrena's was or felt like it was a better shooter for sure it was a really tight shooter um the battleborn uh i really enjoyed again dead on arrival um uh the codemasters racing combat game on rush incredible absolutely just died almost immediately um it just had a feeling of one of those games where it's like there's a kernel of something here there's something here which is going to be difficult for uh, difficult to sell mm. um, to people who haven't got hands on with the game, and it's going to cause it to not work, not sell. Uh, and obviously, um, the uh, the studio. What was the name of the what's the name of the studio again? They make the Total War game. Creative Assembly. Creative Assembly. Yeah. Um, they basically took the view of <laughs> the same view. They're like, no one's going to buy this. Let's just cancel it. Kill and it, it happened so quickly th- that yeah. um, it, it, like the latest ep- uh, issue of Edge magazine turned up on my doorstep last week. 
Um, and in it was a big feature on hyenas, mm. which by the time the the magazine had arrived had already been cancelled. Yeah, I think that was a very late minute, this, last minute decision because like, I've been on that. Came for, out of nowhere. Well, this is the thing like, is I I was literally I've been literally part of that Discord obviously because I've been doing the I wasn't it in the alpha test. Yeah. So I've been testing that for a long time now, and um, yeah, it. The, Part of that, and even in the Discord, up until like a few days before, they were still pushing you to download this, download this new alpha, the like test build, yeah. do, do this, do that, do the other, you know, like give us your feedback, blah blah blah. And then suddenly, just boom, overnight, it was just like, sorry guys, this has all been killed. Um, you know, we really tried hard and blah blah blah, and then the corporate That's, line comes but out. It, but it doesn't it did make feel any like sense. They'd been caught on a hop. Because like at this point, it it had gone under. I don't know how many years of development and how much like i know mm. sunk cost fallacy and all that nonsense but it didn't feel that far away from being a finished game playing the beta yeah yeah um i didn't play enough of it to see if there was like whether it was like wildly imbalanced and some characters were like trash and some characters were op mm. um i don't know if like that was literally the only map they had completed or anything like that um, oh no, there was about three maps, I think, two or three maps. I've yeah. definitely seen a different different characters being taken in and, you know, put in and taken out. So it, it was felt definitely like fairly like pretty stacked, fairly pretty well stacked, yeah. Fairly feature rich. The mm. characters all felt distinct and fun in different ways. I had to play with all of them, uh, all the ones that were available. Um yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't seem to make any sense. With my feeling on it, was like, they like never literally, got the just loop. like you know, the gameplay. Maybe, um, but at that point, like, does it does it hurt to? Now, I don't understand. This is one of those things that, like, I've I've only started to really get my head around when it comes to the uh, movie and TV business. Mm-hmm. Um the weird Hollywood accounting stuff where, um, you know, uh, an entire film can be filmed and complete and be in post-production and then be canceled so that it can be written off for tax. Yeah. Um, like the Batgirl film that, that was supposed to come out, <laughs> uh, that we were robbed of. Um, and I don't know if that's, if there's, if a similar sort of thing works in the video game business, but, because to me, it just doesn't seem to make any sense that a game that's almost complete, that they couldn't just finish it and put it out and get some money. Yeah, but then or is there is a it, reputational... That's, you've got to weigh that against idea, reputational yeah. marketing because you've got to market it, you've got to blah, blah, you know. You've got to you're, you've got to think about the game that's coming out that they will put out after this. Would that affect that? Is it better to cancel this? And it was a golden unicorn that kind of, you know, that got pushed off a Maybe, cliff. but like, I don't know, like, we pay attention to these sorts of things. Mm. Like, we're like, oh, it's by the people who make Total War and, yeah. you know, a- Alien Isolation. Does the average punter care who the video game developer yeah, is? I'm, I'm sure a lot of people no. didn't care who Rocksteady were when they made Batman Arkham Asylum. You know, they'd make yeah. a completely different games and came into that. And did any of them notice that the third game wasn't made by that studio? Yeah. Or, or anything yeah. like that? Like, does the average punter care? I don't know. It's a weird... It's one of those yeah, weird, weird situations. Weird 
I don't know the answer as to why, but it just seems like a complete waste of money. Um, and it also came with the news that there were some layoffs there as well, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know. Are Sega hurting? Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Sega really did the last did the last Sonic not sell well? Well, I don't think it's Sonic. I mean, they're obviously making money on Yakuza, but then losing money on stuff Hell like yeah. this. And and like you say, Sonic's probably bobbing along, breaking the even. The Creative Assembly must have enough like credit in the bank. Like people buy the Total War games. Alien this Isolation is has been a popular game for such a long time now. They must have made a fair amount of money on that. Yeah, you think that Creative Assembly would have enough, like credit in the bank with sega that they they could get their passion project out or if this is a passion project whatever mm. get their they get, get their weird little extraction shooter out the door but big number must go up yeah i don't know is it's, sega is the product still... the game or is it shareholder dividends <laughs> i don't know that's and it's another one it's like i don't know I, I don't know where the who is who is making the the big shots uh, who's making the big shout, the big calls at Sega? Is it, is it in Japan or is it in the West now? Oh, it'll be Japan, because it used to be still divided, their, like, didn't it? Pachinko businesses and all that kind of stuff, you know. It, it, yeah, it's all but Sega used to be like quite like Nintendo was once upon a time as well. Like there yeah. was a big, there were big divisions between Nintendo Japan and Nintendo America, um, in terms of. What I think that was just get. kind of that that era. Like the the uh, not to sound too sort of culturally ignorant, but I, I believe that with Japan it, it is very much like kind of if it's a Japanese business, it must be held in Japan. Everything must be controlled in Japan. Like I know when sure. I was working at Nintendo, everything I had to run, everything we did had to go back through UK, back then to mm-hmm. Japan, and then back the other way. So everything took longer. So if they Sega are a very the same conservative kind of people, aren't they? God, yeah, exactly. And yeah. and kind of like you've got to think that I think Sega are a little bit more loose. Mm. But even so, yeah, it's never. It's always going to be controlled in some some way, shape, or form. I'm just trying. It's to a shame. Yeah, it's a real shame because um, I really, really, I, I like the Total War games. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really get into the Warhammer ones, but I like the more historical ones as as a history nerd as well as a like fan of tactics games. Mm. Um, I like those games, and I really appreciated. Alien Isolation, while I wasn't able to enjoy it myself because uh, it's like it's too much for me, it makes me too yeah. anxious. Same. Um, I appreciate like the the level of detail that they went to to make it feel like uh, authentic to the alien world, um, the alien universe. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not one. It's it is. It's a shame. It's yeah. a shame. Um. Should we talk about what we've been playing then? Yes, mate. Yeah, go for it. Douglas. Hello. As you are as our esteemed guest. <laughs> what have you been playing? Um I'll mention it briefly. I did have a go at Starfield. But Oh, uh, did you now? Okay. Yeah. Well it's on it's Game not Pass. Great so, really, is it? No. <laughs> uh, I mean I was playing it as like, oh, this feels like outer worlds, the the Trailers made it look a bit like No Man's Sky, and then I'm playing it walking around everywhere. I think this feels more like Mass Effect. It's like if you draw like an average through all those three games, you end up with an extremely average game, and it just yeah, it's, it's a massive vanilla, install. 
Yeah, it's like there's nothing extraordinary about it. It's like everything I'm seeing here feels familiar and not innovative. And okay, I'm, I, I don't know. It the, the demos look great and interesting, and playing it felt tedious. I was like, oh, I'm not enjoying mm-hmm. this. So yeah, so I I stopped. Um, I yeah. um, where is it? I uh, I've left the copy downstairs, but um took a screenshot of the synopsis at the end of the review in edge magazine hmm. um and they said like um uh it's hard not to imagine an alternate timeline where the studio's ambition stretched beyond shipping with the fewest bugs of any bethesda game as todd <laughs> howard put it a marketing line that says as much about bethesda's priorities yeah. in spite of these shortcomings starfield exerts a curious gravitational pull there's a pleasant mindlessness to it that means it can easily become a black hole for your free time. But if it's not a bad game, it's an achingly unambitious one, failing in what should be one of the foundational aspects of any space exploration game. True, we've come a long way in six decades, but zoom in on recent history of games and that of its maker, you'll be forced to concede that we've not covered much distance at all. For Bethesda, this isn't much a giant leaf, it's barely a small step. And it, like, t- technically... And it is a better game than Fallout 4. Yep, and Outer Worlds. Uh, well, Outer Worlds wasn't Bethesda. Right, sorry. Uh, yeah. I think it was because the feel was just so like it. The engine Outer Worlds really is a similar. better game. Yeah. Um, it's a tighter, more authored game that like uh, does what it needs to do in a more direct way. Yeah. I find yeah. Starfield just completely aimless, compl- uh, completely and utterly aimless. Mm. There are a thousand planets to visit, and every single one of them is just a barren wasteland. And you can fast travel to all of them. That was the thing I didn't get. Is like you could hover yeah. in your ship and fly to it and take ages. You know, and, yeah, and, yeah. I've enjoyed No Man's Sky. Um, I, I'm yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. at Me it, too. but I love the general exploration. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a bit feisty. This isn't for me. I'll, I'm just going to head off and find somewhere else. Well, even if you just land it. somewhere and it's poisonous and you can't yeah. get out of your ship, you know, you've got to be. Yeah. But you just, there's yeah, just and, none and, of that. And I, I'm terrible at VR, but like, um, bless Hello Games, you know, they added VR for free. And mm. I honestly, I nearly cried. It was so beautiful. Oh, it yeah. is, it's No Man's Sky in VR is stunning. I couldn't move because I, I get motion sickness. <laughs> But like so many years later, Bethesda come out with something that promised that kind of exploration and adventure, and it's just yeah, nothing. When I'm spending more time in the menus than actually playing the game, then that's yeah, that's a. Big and I think I heard someone else say, you know, it's constantly loading all the time. Mm. Oh, so many, so many loading screens. More loading screens than there were in Skyrim, and that came out what twelve years ago. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, in Skyrim, know. you can go across. There's loading screens whenever you go into a settlement, if you go into a building or a cave or something like that. But yeah. you can travel across the entire overworld map, which is huge, with not crossing a single without crossing a single loading screen. But you can't do that in Starfield because every planet you land on, you're landing in like a you're landing in a fishbowl, and then to go to the next fishbowl, you have to get into your plane, into your ship, go through several loading screens, and land slightly further away and load in a new fishbowl. Um, yeah, no. So it's, just so it's like a weird step backwards. I'm, I'm done with it. I, I uninstalled it. Yeah, same my PC same. and the Xbox. I just can't be bothered anymore. Yeah. There's like there wasn't enough to 
keep me remotely interested when there's like more interesting other games that came out. Um, oh, gotcha. It's a big. There was a, I was having a discussion actually with my with like my, my other D and D group today, and they were talking about like um, what a disappointment uh, Xbox first party games have been mm. over the last few years. There's been a few gems um, like Hi Fi Rush earlier this year <laughs> is absolutely going to be on my game yeah. of the year list for sure. I'll earmark that to go um, back to for the game of the year discussions. I'm struggling so, to think of another one that was a winner. Yeah. So I, I I was quite happy to put it down to you know old man. Oh, it was all better in my day, and because I just haven't found anything new that's really taken me. Um, yeah, no. I think I think like, the newest game that was interesting was uh, Lies of P. But Souls, Souls like and yeah. I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm, ne- I'm never going to play it. But I love mm. the story. I didn't know that that was a thing, um, and it's mm. unfair to mention it because I haven't played it. But literally nothing has really uh, caught my eye. I'm just. You know, there's a couple of indie little things that I've been uh, enjoying with, um, enjoying my time. The, the, the I have AAA played. Is just no. Sorry, I was going to say I I is have right? played Lies of P. Yeah, same here. Shall I briefly mention what go I think of it? it? Yeah, yeah, go, go, for, go it. for it. Yeah, yeah. It's a really, really impressive Souls-like game. Mm. It captures a lot of the feel of Bloodborne to the point of like almost plagiarism. Mm. Um, yeah, it looks great. Uh, I love the aesthetic. Uh, I like the steampunk elements of it. Um, I stopped playing it because it's not quite there and it commits a couple of mortal sins that um, FromSoft Mm -hmm. don't do, or at least when they have done it in the past, they haven't done it again. Yeah. Um, Which is... Uh, enemies that can hit you several times faster than you can recover from being hit the first time. Yeah. You get hit. You get like a flurry. And, bef- yeah. and before the animation of you recover from getting hit is ended, you're hit again. So you're essentially stun locked. And you can't dodge out of it or mm. parry out of it because you're stuck in an animation. That is a mortal sin. Mm. And um, gank bosses. Where it's like... We're gonna throw three three bosses at you at the same time. Um, don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. Um, and so I I, I I was not having at a certain point. I stopped having fun. And you know when the fun stops, stop. stop. That the one I've had the most is, fun right? with since playing the other Dark like Soulsborne games. I've got to say, like I've tried stuff like Lords of the Fallen. And- it's better than Lords of the Fallen. It's better yeah. than the Surge. Yeah. If you're looking something for something that uh, is like that, but like, like like you know a Soulsborne game, but isn't a Soulsborne game, this was the one I would recommend and go, yeah, try Lies of Peace. It's there. It's almost there. But then there's also these other things like the dodge is doesn't feel uh, the dodge doesn't have as much range as it does in Bloodborne, mm. so you can't use the dodge as much. Uh, and every single enemy in the game, every single enemy in the game, can do an attack which is undodgeable and unblockable. Mm. Yeah. The only way you can stop the attack is doing a perfect parry. Parry, yeah. And I the window parry. is even tighter than it is in Sekiro. Oof. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of enemies in the game where it's just like, I just had to accept that I was going to eat a bunch of hits because I couldn't pull off the parry. Uh, and it's the only way to deal with it. And it's like, they need to fix that. They need to make the window far more forgivable 
if they're going to force you to play that way. Yeah. Because like parrying was hard in Bloodborne, you didn't have to do it. Parrying's hard in Dark Souls, you don't have to do it because you can block, because you can dodge. Yeah. Um, and you can't in Liza P against yeah. a lot of attacks. And that's a shame because to be yeah. fair, if it was just, if, if it was a bit more accessible, yeah, it, it would definitely be out there for me. For but I, I don't know. Her, 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 get good, whatever. Um, <laughs> an old man. I well, I, 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 yeah. I, I was impressed at the story. I, I didn't know um, that it was based yeah. on that. And yeah. that was, yeah. that, that's a very cool interpretation. Hmm. It made me think, oh, I should go read the actual book. <laughs> Maybe it is that interesting. And yeah. It sounded something almost uh, dishonored-like or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as I watched the gameplay, it's like, oh, th- this is not me. <laughs> it's not yeah. me. No, no. It's a shame, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Um, you played anything else, Dougie? Yeah, I'm going to... You were talking about um, old games and what's that word? Harping back to the retro era. Um, Tetris. Uh, we, we were on holiday and we stayed mm-hmm. at my my uh, stepson's house and he and his missus are big into retro and they're rebuying the whole entire history of retro arcade uh, consoles. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a Philips CDI, which um, Jane, my wife, is very good at Tetris. And she sat oh, yeah. there on this couch with a CRT TV and a Philips CDI and played Tetris. And first game, first go, she didn't do great. Second time she did, she was there for quite a while. And then our YouTuber stepson stepped in, cracked his knuckles, and all evening could not beat her. <laughs> it oh, was yes. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she kind of she had the bug for it. She's got a Steam Deck. She plays games. You know, she's got a Switch. She likes Animal Crossing. She likes these farm sim type sims, uh, farm sim type games. But I got her Tetris Effect. Oh, brilliant. And had her play that. Um, because I don't, I think when I heard you lot raving about it, it might have been a PlayStation only. Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was it, for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then it pops so, up. so again, classic Doug, very late to the party on this, um, mm-hmm. but got it, um, and it was so good. I also got it on the Quest. Yeah, too, yeah. Oh, that's what I've got uh, it. On, yeah, and I still I, haven't played it in VR. It's a very I don't, unusual I don't experience. Know, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm worried. Like, if I go in, I might not ever come out again. <laughs> well, Jane's only ever worn the VR for for me, like walking around Google Earth, going, "Oh, look at this! Oh, look at this!" <laughs> um, and I've only really played uh, the Batman game and mm. uh, the the Room, uh, stunning. Uh, oh, and Moss. But um, this game mm. is like, okay, this is it was worth getting on the quest to be wires free, and I could just sit her. She could sit in the sofa, put it on. And just play it for easy half an hour, and for someone who's never played VR, to not mm-hmm. feel motion sick and to be enjoying it, and you know, um, the rest of the time she's been playing it on the Steam Deck, and it's such a wonderful game. And to, yeah. The best thing is that we haven't heard that her son has beaten her score yet. <laughs> He's probably going <laughs> to zap the ROM or something to reset it. <laughs> but it was kind of fun just to see MUM top of the leaderboard. Um, so that was a bit of death fun. I love um, that. And for me, a bit of nostalgia, that was the word. Hmm. Um, over the past week, I've been a bit wiped out, the side effects of COVID. Um, I went back to Terraria. Oh, okay. my God. Oh, wow. They're still updating that game. Well, and it's I, still selling. It's still selling for a yeah. fiver or something. It's rarely very expensive. Yeah. Um, uh, I realised 
I put loads of hours into that back in the day on a iPhone 5. I got a battery pack controller thing and I put loads of hours into it, but I don't have an iPhone anymore, so I kind of had to start again. <laughs> what a brilliant game. Yeah. Um, and the updates are excellent. I even uh, started, I played it on my PC. I played it on the Steam Deck. Um, it was a bit small for me on the Steam Deck, but then I, I had it on the Switch, um, playing from my bed, trying to recoup. And what I loved was... I was I was worried I wouldn't be able to play it because the screen's so small, but you can pinch zoom, and play mm. from there. It doesn't oh. like snap back. It's like stays at the zoom level, so you can wow, pinch zoom and play. yeah. And do you know for you know, agree, twelve year old game that's still getting updates, still getting seasons, still getting uh, new content. What a great fun game! I was actually you know, I was playing it on my Galaxy Fold three. Um, as well, just because I, I realised I own it on every platform. And I, I don't know if you know the Fold, but like you can have it sort of uh, landscaped style, and, yeah. and angled slightly. And the bottom half of the screen in Terraria is your gamepad. Oh, and nice. the top half of the screen. It's so cool. Uh, Are you transferring just... your like, save over via the cloud as well? Is that like cross-play? I could, uh, no, I, I haven't. I, oh, I, I, okay. I was. I've got a few hours in the Steam version. I realised I didn't realise it wasn't the default. Um, I, I fired up the Steam Deck and my world wasn't there, and I realised I had to actually tell it this world is on this player. Your character is in the cloud, and my world is in the cloud. And I think it was all Steam Deck cloud. I don't think I don't think they do their own thing. Which again, testament to them, they're not trying to flog their own game as a service. Mm. Yeah, which. I, I feel like they could have. Maybe they feel they missed the trick there. But what a tremendous game. So much functionality. Um, the way it works on all these different platforms. It, it It's one of those things that we, I go back to Starfield and go, why are you so lacking originality when I know. little old games like this are doing mm. tiny little things that make a difference? Um, yeah. I just a had a look up on um, Steam because I was like, I'm sure I own Terrarium. Uh, to a humble yeah. bundle somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, I do. It's in my library. <laughs> that and uh, yeah. and Starbound as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've got that as well. That was charming. I've got both. I've got Starbound and Starbound Dash Unstable. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what the hell that is. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, very very good. Um, awesome. Take what else I was going to say about that. Um, I will. I'll shout out Dredge. That was fun. Um, I had a few hours. It's a very chill, spooky game. Yeah, um, Nick played that. Yeah. Um, it seems like it had a, a game save bug recently, so um, and crashing seems to happen a bit more. But again, I just love the charm of it. It's fun. I've had my value out of it. Um, it's That's a very chill, fun game. Um, but the, the last one I want to shout out is Dinkum. Okay. Um, th- this is... Animal Crossing, but for the PC. Um, and when I say that, I mean, all the annoyances of Animal Crossing, not an annoyance because this is a PC game. Proper controls. I can't stand a Nintendo control pad. The A and the B are the wrong way around. I don't care what anyone says. Um, but yeah, it's it's very Animal Crossing, and it's a very chill life game. It's made by a small developer. I think it's like two people. Um, and it's still in early access, and... Um, they're doing seasonal updates and patching regularly and 
that is a re- if you enjoyed Animal Crossing, this is a cracking game to own on PC. It's like one I can pick up and play with Little Man. He's looking for a game like that. But I didn't There's want to play lot- Animal Crossing because I didn't want to tie him into the kind of you know day night cycle all the time. Mm. <laughs> well, it has a, a seasonal cycle. You know, mm. um, I don't think it's not tied to the uh, so Animal Crossing clock. is like yeah. clock, isn't it? This one isn't. Gotcha. Um, and so again, all those little things where there's a lot more crafting in it. There's a bit, it's a bigger world. Mm. Um, you, <laughs> oh, spot. It's just very. When I played Animal Crossing, I was like, oh, this is cute. This is like a cut down open world game. I, I understood why, because to my mind, the Switch is a small machine, it's portable. Mm-hmm. This is a good install. And then you play something like The Witcher and go, wow, okay, this device can play big worlds. Why is, what, why is oh, Animal Crossing so limited? Yeah. You know, the camera's fixed, whereas in Dinkum, it's a fully um, zoomable third person camera. But I think Partly the, it's it's crossing, yeah it's it's uh, that's how it's always looked because of the hardware it's been on and the hardware it is on now. Um, it's a stylistic choice, I think. Yeah, more than anything else. And I don't know. and I'm not don't mean to trash Animal Crossing. I've no, no, Animal in. Crossing was yeah. like one of those games where it was like the right game at the right time. It just happened yes. to come out, yeah, like right at the beginning of the first lockdown, and yeah. everybody who had a Switch was playing it, and it was just nice. It was my. It was Jane's uh, gateway to gaming. That's why she yeah. now has a gaming laptop, a Steam Deck, a Switch, and a Switch Lite. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then poning her son at Tetris. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she puts a lot of hours into um, Dinkum. Uh, I mean, she's also a big fan of Power Simulator and all the yeah. crazy IP that game keeps oh, getting. I'm so looking yeah. forward to that VR um, update for Power Simulator. Yeah, I might enjoy it more in VR mm. than I did in, like, I don't know. I have a weird thing where, like, concentrating on, like, very fine... It might be it may be because I needed to get new glasses, um, yeah. which I've now got. But, like, concentrating on anything, like, very fine detail, like... Yeah, like flapping around with the mouse. Like, yeah, very, very precisely cleaning, like, a little area, making very precise mouse movements just gave me, like, like uh, stress headaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah i found um the, the ability to move you, the cursor separate to the screen that that control switch that they introduced yeah so rather than the whole camera yeah. moving with your uh one that might have helped that might have mm-hmm. helped a lot but like playing it in vr i think would just be more yeah i'm curious to see how that would work intuitive yeah I'm yeah, still um, waiting so far, for um, if it'll ever happen. Fucking VR support for Hard Space Shipbreaker because oh then God. that's oh, it. That I, you will never, never, you will never see me again. I'd be like one of those people in Ready Player One. I just wouldn't ever come out. I'd quit the podcast. I'd probably quit my job. Yeah, just. Um, yeah. I would live in a dockyard breaking ships. <laughs> you know what I'm genuinely surprised it isn't in VR. I, I had assumed it would be. They because were, it looks very VR-ish. Mm, it's only been 1.0 for like a year and they were concentrating on getting the console version out and getting that up to speed. Like it may be something they're looking at now, but the game's only really been out properly for yeah. not that long. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. That, that's, um, that's it for, that's all I can uh, say for 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 the past year. <laughs> oh, nice little collection of games. Months. Yeah, it's very eclectic. But, uh, yeah. Um, Chazzy, what are you Hello. playing? I, um, 
Why, why have I been playing? Um, so I've been listening to lots of podcasts all going on about Mortal Kombat 1. And, you know, every now and then, even though I'm not a big fighting game guy, I'll dabble in the occasional fighting game. Who son, amongst us has not dabbled? Exactly, right? <laughs> so three, my son got very animated the other day because he found out that there's a Ninja Turtles DLC for Injustice 2. So we grabbed my copy of Injustice 2, bought that, and he's mm. been fighting as the Turtles in that. And then listening to people talking about like um, uh, Mortal Kombat 1 and kind of yeah. the ins and outs of the lore and the story and how that kind of, how bizarre and wacky it was. And I got really intrigued. I was like, I want to I watch this. I want to see this story. But everyone, but everyone said like, if you do want to know about the lore, don't play this one. Go back to 11 and then sort of work your way back up. So yeah, for like eight quid, I picked up a com- uh, Mortal Kombat 11. And I've been playing through the story of that. And it is the best. I mean, you're watching a lot of cutscenes. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's like watching the best B movie. And then occasionally it will just turn to, you know, side on view. And then you have a kick ass fight for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. It's so stupid and so silly. But also has that kind of 80s, like commando. Rambo kind of earnestness. It's self-serious, but also like you can look at it and just go, this is the most cheesy thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious, but controls really well. And it's, like you were saying about the windows in Liza P, like all the controls feel like they've got generous windows that I can actually pull off the moves and do stuff. Mm. I still and don't like block being a button. A button, yeah. Rather than hold back to hold block. Back, yeah. And that's the one yeah. thing that I've kind of like, it's really hard for me to get my head into at the moment, but I'm just going to keep at it, I think, and just see if I can get reasonably good with a block button. But mm. yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. For like eight quid, it's just hilarious and a really good time. And then going through, like well, I've been going through the, um, I've got this like tower mode and going just like going through that and trying to sort of work my way through the towers and get all these kind of little trinkets and, little bits of kit and stuff for my fighters. And there's there's, so, there's enough there for me who's just dabbling at it to kind of keep me interested and, you know, keep me always on the hook. And I'm just having a thoroughly good time with it. And I didn't really think I'd have that. I'm like, I don't get that from Street Fighter. Like Street Fighter, I'm just like, clunk, 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 right? Yeah. You know, you get your one uh, not even animated cutscene. It's normally just like a voiceover over a still shot that pans. That's not their like. Uh, it's That's not what they concentrate thing, on, right? isn't it? It's like exactly people buy. Lots of people buy Mortal Kombat who will never ever play online multiplayer. This is it. They might play with their friend. You know, and I am slap bang in the middle of that demographic of like, yeah, yeah. Gonna, Whereas like know. the core demographic of people who buy Street Fighter these days, at least, mm. are people who are actually going to go and grind and play on, get yeah. sweaty and play online. That's it. I have like just not picked up Street Fighter Six. I'm never going to see that kind of. That weird mode where you sort of walk around a city and, you know, fight hot dog vendors and that kind of thing. Yeah, I've been tempted, but also I've had my fingers burnt before burnt. by exactly. um, Street Fighter. This is it. I don't so care what you coming. say. Yeah. Street Fighter series is not accessible for people nah. who are not particularly good at fighting games. Exactly. Uh, they have been massively surpassed by uh, other developers. 
uh and yeah. i just i don't I've, I've, I, I wish i could i just don't click with street fighter i try no, exactly. it doesn't click no you're exactly you're in the same place as me so yeah i've picked this up thoroughly enjoying it it's silly as all get out and um yeah yeah looking forward to kind of seeing where it goes because uh, i've already yeah like the, the first few missions like missions i've done and yeah it's, it's hilarious i love it so yeah really good fun really really good fun um, so yeah, we were talking about my son and his kind of like proclivity for Crash Bandicoot games. So we've um, we've got every Crash Bandicoot game known to man now. He's been playing through that, <laughs> and it's. I think I don't know why, but I think his thing is N sixty four platformers. I think I've sort of worked out that that kind of anything that's like Banjo Kazooie nuts, uh, Banjo's like Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie. Um, ukulele yeah, like say Spyro that kind of stuff that that's his bag so I thought right okay we're getting we're getting the best one we're going to get in the best of those which is Super Mario 64 now how do I get that right I've already I already own it I've got it on a Nintendo 64 but I've got to plug in all the cables and a, and a converter and I've got to hook it up to a different monitor to the my main, main telly and it's oh it's a pain in the bum I thought, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm just going to buy, um, so I can have it in HDMI. I'll just buy a copy of the new, uh, what was it uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get, I'll get 64. I'll get um, Super Mario Sunshine, and then I'll get. I'm, I was really intrigued on how do you play Super Mario Galaxy, but without because he's got a Switch Lite. So I was like, how do you play that on a Switch Lite without motion controls? Because obviously that was with the Wii, it was uh, all about the Wiimote and stuff. And how do you play uh, Super Mario Galaxy with a digital trigger? Yeah. Well, this is it. GameCube had a two-stage trigger. Two-stage trigger. So this is the thing. Yeah. So like, yeah, so I've just been messing about with that and it's just kind of getting... Every single one of them feels a little bit clunky in different ways because of those limitations but it's the best way of playing it that isn't on their native systems, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They all look beautiful, run really well, frame rate's incredible. But yeah, like with um, Super Mario 64, it just, it looks ropey, but that game is just so well put together in its mission yeah. structure and how it how it's just, you can play that for five minutes, you can play it for five hours and you'll still have the same amount of fun. Like you can just go in and do one star and it's all done. Or you can go in and you can clear out an entire area and take your time over it. And it yeah, it's and it, and it scales. Just, you know, it's 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 so much fun to play. And I I genuinely thought, oh no, I'm gonna go back and play this and it's gonna be really horrible to play and you know, blah blah blah. But no, me and my son having such a good time trying to work out how to get the the stars and shoot myself out of a cannon to get this star and you know, like jump on the little wooden pole to get rid of the bow wow to get the hidden star in the first level and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, we've, we've been having an absolute ball with that game. Good stuff. But um, yes. it's just that because, like you say, the stick is slightly different. So you get, and the camera's awful in Super Mario 64. So it's like, so it's really hard to negotiate around certain things and you're always having to babysit the camera a bit. Yeah, and it feels it's... like you have to babysit it more in this than you did previously, and it was bad previously. Yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And then, like you say, I haven't, 
I haven't got to grips with Flood and the whole kind of, you know, doing it a little bit or a lot on the two-stage trigger. So I'm, I'm right. sort of trying to get to grips with that and how that works and stuff. Um, so that's been a bit awkward because it does just feel like it's either full on or full off. Yeah, that, I mean, you could just play it on a regular Switch and use your game gamepad. This is it, right? So you I can do that. do that. I've got the converter yeah. and stuff. So I might try and I might try yeah. and do that. But then, like, I'm just I mean, being rigid playing it on the sofa. It's literally the greatest gamepad ever made. <laughs> well, yeah, one off. But fucking yeah. love the GameCube controller. <laughs> but yeah, so we've bought, so we've been doing that, and um, yeah, just just literally taking him through these games and then showing him the kind of evolution as well. And um, yeah, Galaxy's blown his mind, and he kind of can't get his head around it because he's played Odyssey, and he's played sixty four. But then Galaxy's this like weird half space between them where it's all the all the levels are small capsules, or like small planets, right? And that's yeah. blown his mind because he wants to be in a world. You know, he's played Super Mario 3D Land, he's played Mario Odyssey. You know, you go in and you have a whole entire world. You don't have this tiny sphere that you've got to try and work out what the puzzle is on. So yeah, yeah that's that's kind of flipped his flipped his mind a little bit. He's, he can't get his head around it, but. Yeah, that's no, wicked. What it's a brilliant pack of games, like especially yeah. if you want it to play on, you know, modern tellies <sighs> and stuff. I'd be tempted to, you know, <sighs> mate. The thing is, he's really tempted to. Problem with it is, is I obviously bought a physical copy because you can't buy it digitally anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like sixty odd quid. I the yeah, but it's kind of it's going to be one of those things that like you look you look to in the future and be like, I'm really glad I have a physical yeah. copy of this yeah this is it because you know that like yeah in x years time you're gonna go oh yeah i've got that it's now 120 quid and like i can't buy this anymore Why, or uh the nintendo switch shop has shut down shut down yeah <laughs> and it's and you've got no way of accessing yeah. it yeah so um yeah that was just like right i'm gonna bite the bullet get this we're gonna have the fun out of it and yeah. we'll get the time out of it so yeah that's been um yeah that's been a lot of fun and yeah, yeah, so yeah, but between that and um, Mortal Kombat, a little bit of like say Overwatch, and kind of getting back into that, and just I just wanted to because I've just slung a new hard drive. I basically ran out of space on my PC, so <laughs> I've slung a new hard drive into my uh, like a SSD into my machine, and now it's ridiculously quicker. Funnily yeah. enough, but yeah, so s- s- smashed Overwatch on there, and kind of yeah, it was giving that a little bit of a go, and a little bit of a test. Um, and yeah, and, and now it's I'm now into the kind of right. I've got to start playing games for uh, game of the year. So yeah, I've been, like, you do. Testing out lots of it's stuff. Creeping up on us. This is it, mate. So mm. I've got to go back to high. I'm gonna go back to high fi rush. Um, I want to play more. Uh, actually, this is a game for you, Dougie. If you're talking about uh, the Quest Two, is the Last Clock Winder, which is a brilliant um, kind of. It's I can't really. How do you describe it? You, it records your movements, and then you have to use those movements to solve puzzles in a world, and it's mind blowing. It's incredible. The Last um, Clockwinder is a VR game about building contraptions out of your own clones. You are on a mission yeah. to repair an ancient clockwork a clock tower built into the trunk of a colossal tree. Inside the tower, you find a pair of gloves that allow you to turn anything you do into a looping clockwork automaton. Exactly. So you end up with, like, with the first level I played, you've got to put seeds in pots. So, but you, to get the seeds from one end to the other, you literally record yourself throwing a seed. 
and then you run around and then you catch the seed and then you deposit that seed into a pot and you hold a button down to record that action. But then you can then combine those actions to make more other actions and like pick yourself up and throw yourself and kind of, yeah, it, it just becomes this. Yeah. It's just, it's just wonderful. Just like these um, sort of Rube Goldberg machines made out of your own movements. And um, yeah, I want to go back and play more of that because that, that needs to be higher up my list, I think. And uh, yeah, what else? What else? What have you got on your your list that you're sort of, sort of got to go back to and have a little test with, Margie? Um, I don't have anything to go back to. There's a few things that I want to play before the end of the year to yeah. uh, see whether they get included or not. But I think my list might already my ten might already be played. I, I've played mm. enough games to fill out a ten. Yeah, I don't I mean not played enough games. I have completed enough games to fill out a ten. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to so, complete anything, but I, I'm, I'm going to have played. I think by the time I've done Hi-Fi Rush and, and Last Clock Wonder, I'll have a ten. I hope that I can probably make, maybe add one more to that hmm. to make it a bit more of a full list. But yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to this yeah. this this year's one. It's going to be quite a, quite a random list, I think, for me this year. So yeah, that's about it, really. Well, um, you talking about the Mario collection there uh, and the little discussion we had there kind of speaks to something that I've been um, thinking about a lot more recently, uh, which is like curation of older games. Mm. Um, so this, so a, a few weeks ago, I started playing Phoenix Wright um, oh, for yeah. the first time. It's on Game Pass now. There mm. was that collection of the first three games that they they released uh, a few years ago on a bunch of platforms, and it's one of them I've like I've I've come so close to buying so many times and didn't, and it's on Game Pass. So I thought I'll give it a try. Really, really enjoying it. Um, and this, these I'm literally playing the first game of the series, like the most simplified version of that mm. game, and it is a it is a two thousand two thousand and one ass game. In its <laughs> in its sensibilities, mm. in its attitudes towards women and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm still really, really enjoying it because it's like, you know, a crime scene, very, very rudimentary crime scene investigation that that I've always enjoyed in video games. But then you get to do like the whole courtroom stuff and the objection, hold it, um, and it's it's really campy and silly, and everyone's super dumb, but I really enjoy it. Mm. And I was like looking into the series. I was like, man, there is a whole wealth of games here that I can enjoy because, like, they're still re- like releasing them. Like a couple of years ago, there was a, a West, finally Western release of some Japanese-only ones, which are like um, a prequel series where you play one of Phoenix Wright's ancestors in Victorian London. Yeah, um, is that with Leighton? With his companion Herlock Sholmes. Yeah, um, <laughs> because they didn't want to get sued. Um, <laughs> But I was looking through the like the list of games. There was a whole bunch of them, uh, and then I was like, one of the best ones apparently was on the Nintendo DS, right? Uh, but it was digital only, which means that you now cannot buy it. Right, it's lost. The game is lost to the mists of time. Mm. Um, and I was like, I don't like this. This is becoming more and more of a thing. Yeah. Um, so I went on the internet and I started bidding furiously again, as I do every few months or so on uh you know uh psp goes i wanted a psp yeah. go for so long it's 
is a lovely little bit of hardware, incredibly easy to crack, and it'll run a whole bunch of emulations up to and obviously including PSP games. Um, and every time I, I do, like, the price goes astronomical in, like, the last five minutes before the bidding ends, and it's like they go for anywhere between 150 and 200 pounds, and I'm not willing to spend that sort of money mm. on a little handheld device. Um, so I bought a thing off AliExpress called a Miu Mini Plus, um, right. which is one of the multitude of handheld emulators that Adam's got, because um, he, he has a large collection <laughs> of these now. Um, and it's supposed to be one of the best um, from what all the reviews I read. Uh, yeah. said and like it's a really nice little handheld it's this it's it's like a small version of um a game boy that shape yeah. but with the four OG buttons one, and then, the og and then, sort of cream yeah one. but like a smaller version but with like a lovely um color screen um um and then like four shoulder buttons on the back um for because it'll play it will play uh anything up to and including ps1 um, it won't quite do N64, which is unfortunate. Mm. Um, N64 is just a step too far for a lot of these handheld emulators unless you start paying like, you know, £200 for some of the more powerful ones that can play N64, PS2, stuff like that. Um, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I would show it to you so you can see what it looks like but unfortunately the last few days uh, i've had it robbed off me as soon as Zoe gets back from work because <laughs> she's playing some old ps1 Yu-Gi-Oh card game oh, that she loved when she was a kid um and she's been playing that every evening uh but i have had a chance to play some stuff on there i've gone but i haven't even i've loaded it up with a shitload of roms i've got mm. uh um famicom super famicom uh game boy game boy color gba game gear <laughs> neo geo a uh, whole bunch of stuff i've even got some fucking um virtual boy games on there okay <laughs> um but i got a bunch of ps1 games and i was like i want to see what it's like playing a ps1 game on this little handheld because it is mm-hmm. very small uh, not uncomfortable to hold but it's like you know it's a small if you know yeah. fits comfortably in your pocket um and um yeah i've been playing i've playing some gran turismo ridge race type 4 the greatest racing game ever made yeah. uh metal gear solid uh siphon filter and a few like a few games like that that i absolutely loved back in the day breath of fire 4 um and um yeah the specifically with things like siphon filter those early days of 3D video games, um, rough, real yeah, fucking rough. Busy. Yeah, yeah. Which is a um, problem with uh, the problem I have with Mario sixty four. It's like the level design is fantastic, but technically, oh, it's fucking rough. Yeah, it's not like, the most optimized thing in the world, is it? No, no. Uh, especially the camera. And I mean, like a lot of games these days, a lot of three three D games these days get the camera wrong. Mm. So, like, you can imagine how bad it was back in the day there, and like no unified like control scheme yeah for, for like fun, third like person go, shooters Goldenoy. and then you realize oh this is before they really yep. worked out to do like twin sticks yeah so, yeah well i mean like um the control schemes for we talked about this when we like did our episode space. on modern warfare mm. like the control schemes for first person shooters on a pad weren't didn't really coalesce into like a uniform pattern of like 
you know, this button is jump, this button is reload, yeah. this button is aim down sights, and so on and so forth, until Call of Duty became big, until like Modern Warfare Halo. became big. Oh, Halo used Halo. a weird control yeah. screen. I went back and I played a little bit of um, Medal of Honor Airborne a while mm-hmm. ago, and that's got a really fucked up control scheme as well. And it's like, that's not even that old. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's it's been it's been weird stepping back uh, into those old mm. games, but I'm really it's a really nice little system, and I'm really glad I, I, I've got oh, it. Awesome. And I've, I've just awesome. got like this massive library of you know <laughs> a bunch of GBA games because like. Um, I wanted to play Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, yeah, it's a great game. I've got that on the PSP. Yeah, and I've got it. I've got Zoe's um, GBA. What's the folding one? The clamshell one. What's it called? Yeah, I've got that. The GBA a Game Boy Advance SP. S. Yeah, yeah. So I've got my one. I've got. A, I bought a modded one that's got like an IPS screen in it, and um, yeah, it all looks like an all singing, all dancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely little piece of kit, but. Um, think the backlight is not what it once was right so it's a little bit dim um <laughs> so i don't worry i'm not i wouldn't it's not mine it's zoe's and i don't think she would allow me to do it she likes keeping her stuff original oh god he's going to go and get his that looks yeah i mean if, if it was mine i would mod it but yeah. it's not so i'm not going to touch it it's you know it's it's zoe's um, so I, I I love those small handles. I got myself one of those Ambernic RG three hundred and fifty. Yeah, they're great. So yes, it, for the generation before the ones you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's it's but it's pretty much the same sort of design, very similar size. I think the Mi Mini Plus is a bit smaller than the Ambernics. Um, but yeah, uh, there are there like it's a just a just a cool little. Yeah, you know, I was yeah, stunned at the Ambernic. How, how the screen was great, and also had HDMI out. <laughs> yeah yeah the, the me mini doesn't have hdmi out or anything like that um mm. obviously they don't have they're cheap it costs 40 quid they don't yeah. have like bluetooth audio or anything like that um but like there's such an amazing like community based around it so like the default operating system and everything on it is a bit trash yeah um so people just made an operating system for it there's an operating system called onion os um nice. that sort of it's kind of a shell uh built around RetroArch, uh, nice. and it's just a really, nice. really nice operating system. Yeah, yeah I know that's impressive, that. man. It's impressive, <laughs> yeah. but um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck with this one. And um, it keeps the battery forever. Yeah, it doesn't just die just because it's been the draw for. No, yeah, it keeps the battery. Yeah. yeah, but I've got this thing, which is the all-in-one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just yeah, that's the thing you need for the one you've got. Yeah, is, yeah. But I'll, I'll send you a link to that. Yeah. Talking of uh, control schemes, did you uh, either of you fussed for the Tomb Raider remakes? Have you heard about that? Um, no. So but actually the Tomb Raider them. games are something I was going to play. Uh, I was going to get around to playing again. The PS One Tomb Raider games I was going to play on yeah. the on the Mini Mini at some point. Um, I can't remember what the control schemes are like. It's probably going to feel real bad. Real, janky. real bad. It's going to so, feel real um, bad, but I don't care. I'm locking that old man in the fridge. Yeah. No, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I was kind of baffled because uh, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for old video games because mm. newer games have improved on them, and I like playing the new and improved. Yeah. But you know, yes, I have certain fond memories. But uh, a family member, um, aforementioned, a family member with this vast array of old <laughs> uh, retro consoles, 
uh, I mean, they're in their early 20s and they're, they're buying this collection and they've been obsessing with going through a series from start to, mm. to current and Tomb Raider was one of them. So they, they played the original Tomb Raider on the original hardware. And it's like, yeah. why would you do that to yourself? There's good <laughs> Tomb Raider games out now. Play them. Uh, and they, they, well, they played them all and, and also could suck up all the achievements for those that were there, but obviously mm. it wasn't back in those days. But when I heard that... Um, they're remastering it, remaking it. It's like, I don't need the polished graphics and slightly less angular body. Um, but the control would is what would bug the one not mm-hmm. at me. Uh, and like I said, I th- I, to me, it was um, Halo that fixed it. First-person shooters on a gamepad. Yeah. Um, but then I was a PC elitist at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't comprehend how you'd play a first-person shooter <laughs> on a gamepad. Um, and then Halo went, well, like this. Um, yeah. So it's then that to, still to does, my history. That still yep. does weird things. Yes, compared yeah. to everything that came out after Modern Warfare, because they had like to having, patch in, didn't they? The Modern Warfare like, controls. Yeah, because like pulling the left trigger is grenade. Yeah, <laughs> instead of aim down sights, and like every other shooter since Modern Warfare, you aim down sights with the left trigger, um, with the exception Halo of like didn't a. Have a did Halo no. have? Yeah, sights, the ba- battle rifle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You like zoom. you click to stick in to zoom in yeah. on the battle rifle, I think. Uh, so, so I was a PC elitist at the time. There was no way I was. Gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> touch, that's touch fine. that muck. <laughs> yeah. I'm much smarter now. I own it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have played a couple of modern games though. Um, oh, I've, I've, uh, I'll briefly talk about Forza Motorsport because mm-hmm. I played a little bit of that. Um. Sorry about this, Doug. We're going to talk about racing cars and stuff for a bit now. Um, oh, no. Talk about something you love. What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we, me and Chazzy, both big fans of mm. um, like increasingly more sim racing. We, we started out playing Gran Turismo Sport, which is a sim KD game. Yeah. And then we moved on to Project Cars, and it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then we started playing like the big boy stuff, the hardcore stuff, the Assetto Corsa oh, Competizione, and um, I racing. Uh, so I've now kind of stay, taking a step back by playing Forza Motorsport, which is the latest in that franchise, and confusingly has the same name as the first one in the series, yeah. as is the pattern these days, you know, with video game titles or Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, it's good. I like right. it. It f- it scratches an itch. It's um I haven't played it with a wheel yet. Nick has. Um I've heard from people uh I say heard from people. I've seen some videos on YouTube from sim racers who've played it with a wheel. It's got some very like, weird disconnect. It's a bit understeery. Um, you need to do a lot of fiddling with the settings to get it to feel particularly good, and the physics mm. aren't uh, what you would expect from a sim racer, which is fine because it's not a sim racer, and it's designed first and foremost to be played by people on an Xbox with a control pad, not yeah. you know people with with like sim racing rigs. Hundred pounds worth, of, like four hundred yeah. pounds worth of wheel, yeah, yeah, and and uh, a wheel mount and whatnot, yeah. Um, so I've only been playing with with a pad, which took a little bit of getting used to because I haven't played like a sim cady game with a with a pad. Mm. Uh, and the physics feel fine. It's 
not arcadey enough to be fun like Forza Horizon is, but it's not simmy enough to feel like I could, it's something I can really sink my teeth into. But mm. although, again, haven't played with the wheel, so I can't fully judge yet. Uh, I'll try and get the wheel plugged in this weekend and give it a go. Um, it's technically very weird. Um, it can be very pretty and at the same time can be incredibly ugly. It can, on the PC, it's it's weirdly unstable. I've had a couple of crashes. I've had one crash on Xbox as well. Right. Um, well, like, uh, like it's not. I, I've got like you know my system monitor open and I can see how much of my system it's using and it's not using that much. But like the intro video of my driver walking up to the car before a practice session is running at 15 frames a second. And then I jump into the actual race and it's like, uh, you know, between 120 and 160 frames a second. So like, I don't know what's going on there. It's, it's weird. Um, the settings are indecipherable. Right. They're like, all the settings are just like, you know, low, medium, high and ultra for everything. Um, which is fine for like levels of detail, but that also is set for like the render detail. And it doesn't tell you what that means. So like ultra right. is 4K, high is 1440p, so on and so forth. Right. I didn't okay. know that until I went on to Reddit and dug up some information on it. Um, I don't know why it doesn't tell you that stuff. It's, it's like you it's, resolution. I it's a so. really yeah, just tell me what resolution you're going to be rendering at. Not like the resolution of the screen, but like the render resolution. Yeah. Um, tell me what it is. Uh, yeah, there's a lot about the 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 the, the 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 settings that are a bit, a bit weird. I can't find HDR settings at all. Okay. It's just on. Oh right. Okay. I can't find. There are no. I can't find any HDR settings in the menu at so all. How does that work? That stuff. If you don't have hdr is it just on and it won't and be on right, all right okay so it's just on if, or off if but you like, don't get to you know it's that stuff is is uh picked okay. up like a system level yeah with windows 11 um but uh with every other game i've played i can go into the settings and fiddle with it fiddle with the right. hdr settings yeah. to match like the you know the 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 maximum nits or whatever on my monitor um, so that I'm getting like the full scope of this 900 pound monitor, um, and with Forza, it's just not there. It's, it's, I, I don't understand it. It's a bit weird. Mm. Um, then the, there's an impressive number of tracks, including some of our favourites and some some of my favourites from real life that I hadn't raced on before in a mm. racing game before. So like, Spa Francorchamps is there, Circuit de la Sarthe, Suzuka. Um, Laguna Seca, but then like stuff like Watkins Glen, which is nice. like a really cool circuit that I've only yeah. ever seen like IndyCar racing out of. Like this is crazy. It looks like a Formula One circuit from the seventies. And then I've you know it's finally in a game where I can actually race it. And it it mm. feels like a Formula One tr- circuit from the from the seventies. Like no safety whatsoever. No. There's like six inches of grass and then a concrete wall on the edge of the track. No. Um, love it. It's crazy. Uh, and then there's like a good you know collection of fictional circuits mm. and there's one in particular in japan which is just like drenched in cherry blossom and it's lovely like visually yeah. lovely yeah uh and even though like the, the the fake circuits are like they feel fun they're well they're well thought out um and we're going to get more circuits as we go and we are going to get more cars which is something there's more of a concern because the selection at the moment is a little bit uh light shall we say right 
So I'm going through like the single player campaign and like you select races and they're all like themed. And so for example, I saw one and I was like instantly perked up my interest and it's like classic hot hatches. I'm like, nice. hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am there. Right, and I go into it and like there are five cars available in the game that you can choose from. Um, so they didn't do the old- Gran Turismo thing of like, Gran Turismo have like premium cars, which there's like five of, and then mm-hmm. there's the kind of low detail cars which they just throw in and there's like sort of that's all been no, brought through from the previous There's like game. a grip of cars already that are DLC. Right, gotcha. Like day one DLC, which is annoying. But there are, most of them I'm not interested in really. Yeah. Like so for instance I go into the classic hot hatchback category and there's like some some dodge hatchback that I've never heard of, but maybe Americans have, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Ford Fiesta, XR two from back in the day an mm. 80s golf and an 80s Scirocco. Oh, 80s golf. Uh, okay. I know something else. Yeah. No Renault 5, no, no. Peugeot, no Peugeot 205, no mm. um no MG Metro or whatever yeah, the turbo like version MG Metro was. Rally. You want an M- uh, Renault 5 turbo. Renault 5 turbo, the whatever the stupid sporty version of the of the uh, the MG Metro was. Yeah, that would yeah. they had to make for homologation reasons for the the rally car and whatnot. None of that stuff's in there. And it's like this. This is basic. These are basic cars that should be in there. Um, they've done the same thing that uh, Gran Turismo and, to be fair, Project Cars does as well. Where it's like, here is a GT3 class, and it's like <laughs> there are some GT3 cars in there, and there are some GTE cars in there, right. and then there's some stuff that's like. Uh, Ferrari, which is a you know spec series car, so only ever races against the. the it's only ever that car that's in the race, and uh, the same with a Lamborghini. And then oh, there's yeah. some weird like, um, I don't know, track ready version of like a Dodge Charger, and it's like this is a really weird hodgepodge. Um, and I, I'm I, I'm a bit I I, I get is it a licensing thing. I get very particular about GT3 stuff because we've spent so much time playing a set of course of competizione gt3 is probably my favorite discipline of 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 racing i love those cars and half of them are not in there there's no 458 there's no 488 Mm. um there's no um there's no porsches there is yeah but it's the rsr right okay which is great it's my favorite but that's not a gt3 car so you know whatever um Modern LMP, uh, sorry, a modern LMDH, like the top tier hybrid uh, hypercars from Le Mans. Yeah, um, there is one. <laughs> okay, uh, it's it's the Cadillac, and oh. that's it. And I think they must have some licensing deal with with um, General yeah, Motors because um, the Corvette and the Cadillac LMDH car were prevalent in like the marketing and they have like an intro a couple of intro races where you race the new corvette and then you race the cadillac um but it means that like there's no representation from the modern lmdh cars and there's some there's some lovely cars in there the ferrari and the porsche that raced at le mans this year um neither of those are in there at all but the cadillac is whatever it's fine no no alpine or anything like that the modern toyotas aren't in there there's a weird hodgepodge of like lmp1 cars from a period of about 10 years. Right, okay. Um, so like a 2014 Audi and a 2014... Yeah. Like the greatest um, hits of LMP1. There's that weird 
Nissan front engine, front wheel drive car that was an absolute failure that they ran in 2015. That's yeah. the subject of, um, what's his name? Jan Mardenborough, the, the guy who's like the, whose story, uh, whose real life story is that Gran Turismo film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the car that he drove at Le Mans. Okay. I say drove. He sat in the garage yeah. in it for most of the race because it wouldn't fucking start. Um, <laughs> that's in there. Um, there's like a weird selection of like group C cars. There are like, there are like, the, the, this is one of the weird things is like, there's a whole bunch of street cars. Hmm. Do you want five different generations of Subaru Impreza? You got it. It's there. Yeah, all over it, yeah. It's there. Like you've, there's loads of them. Sounds um, very early, like sort of Gran Turismo 2 style of like yes. grouping the cars up. Yes. Yeah. But also like their weird thing of like, there's like five racing cars but like 20 different versions of the Toyota Corolla. Yeah. Um, it's like a weird hodgepodge of cars. But like one of the things that is that there are a million one um, Group C, uh, like racing cars from different eras of Le Mans, specifically Le Mans. Right. So if you want to, if you want to go to Circuit de la Sarth and just race your way through the history of Le Mans, you can do that. Yeah. But yeah. if you want to do some like G- Group Three, a GT3 racing, yeah. um, kind of limited. Yeah. Um, no DTM cars, but there are like BTCC cars in there. So okay. swings around abouts. Yeah. Um, too many, yeah, too many street cars for my liking, mm. and not enough like actual race cars. But uh, I'm still kind of having fun with it. I was going to say, how are you finding the actual driving model, though? Like, uh, from on what a pad, you can feel on a pad, yeah. On a pad, fine. Yeah. Um, really enjoyable. Uh, it's a good, like, just crash out on the sofa race nice. game. Yeah. It's like, um, I really enjoyed the Forza Horizon games, but after, but, but there, there's, there's not, after the kind of spectacle. that rubber band in. But yeah, but also after the spectacle wears off, um, it, it doesn't really grab you that much because hmm. the racing's not that great. Whereas this yeah. is, feels a little bit more competitive, although the AI is dumb as shit. Um, well, the AI, can, the, AI, yeah. the AI, when it's in close proximity to other AI cars, is uh, they're, they're all dumb as shit. Yeah. Um, but then when, you, when the pack breaks up a little bit and you're actually in like a one-on-one fight with another car, then the AI is, AI is surprisingly good. Um, but the way they all bunch up and pr- like proceed in a queue round turn one um, is yeah. weird. Is it putting um, driver driver tar stuff in? Still? Yes, yeah, hell yeah, driver tar still there. I've Lovely. I've I've I have raced against you despite the fact that you've never played the game. <laughs> so go figure. Um, Nick's played some online stuff and he's he's reported back and said that he really enjoyed it. He said he was getting the same sort mm. of feeling that he would get from like the daily races in a GT Sport, which was like that stuff was really good. It was like our entry into playing yeah. like semi-serious racing games online and like I loved that shit where like you were absolutely fighting for your life to hang on to seventh place. Yeah. Uh, and and you get to the end and, and and like and it was like oh man that felt so good I can't believe I got seventh um, <laughs> because like the racing felt really tight and it's like and it's something that's kind of missing from when we play a set of Corsa because yeah. there's no skill based matchmaking in that and so we we get lump, lumped into um, 
into service with people who are way, Nicious. way yeah. better than us. <laughs> just, just like absolutely mopping the floor, like knocking five seconds a lap off, uh, off the best that we can do. Um, it's like, you shouldn't be in here. This is a beginner server. Get out. Um, so there's actual like match bakes, uh, skill based matchmaking, which should be good. And mm. there is a, uh, something that force has never had before, which is an actual like safety rating system. So, oh. and a penalty system. Nice. So it if stops you those, like, like people just wanging that you always stops, used to get on floors. Like, yeah. It was like the, the first corner at Mon- yep. like, you know, first corner at Monza in any, any game. Everyone just piles into each other, and it's just like you just hang back and let them all die. Turn one at Monza, turn one, turn one at Nuremberg, uh, Nuremberg Ring. Yeah, Spa Frankfurt was my bugbear. Yeah, turn one at Spa. Yeah, that's. I mean, fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to navigate uh, Erosion Radion on on your own, but when mm-hmm. there's like twenty three other cars around you, wide. it's uh, it's impossible. Um, so so yeah, I mean, uh, I'm gonna plug my wheel in and um, fiddle with some settings and then jump into the online and give it a go this weekend uh, because Nick's been having such a good time with it that um, yeah, yeah really feel me to jump in yeah get the wheel out from the loft for the first time um, fucking hell this episode's gone long right I'll talk <laughs> about the one last game real quick um, I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077 uh, nice. 2.0 uh, I can't report back on the DLC because I haven't reached that point in the game yet uh, because I've been having fun playing through all the bits of the game that I have already played through again, but in a much improved version of Cyberpunk. Yeah. Having um, fun. Having fun. Having oh, a good. lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Having a lot of fun. And it's so weird going from Starfield to playing Cyberpunk because yeah. it does everything so well now. I mean, it, it's it did to a certain degree before, but now it's like technically sound. Yeah, I think you couldn't um, you couldn't knock its ambition. You could see its ambition. Yes, when, I remember. So I played it day one. You know, it was, it was, yeah. To me, they earned their stripes with Witcher. Is like Witcher three. I'm gonna go in day one on this, and I was so disappointed. But yeah. I couldn't say it lacked ambition. No, no, it, it always lacked ambition, but they hadn't quite got it technically working yep. well enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. and now they do. Now it's oh, it's a technical marvel. It yeah. runs beautifully. Um, I'm I mean I'm running on a high end, but not the highest end like graphics card. I've got a thirty eighty, um, and even with um, RTX set to balanced and ray trace turned on, I've got a solid sixty frames a second, yeah, um, which is all I need for that. I don't need to run at one hundred and twenty mm-hmm. frames a second for this sort of game. Um, Everything about it feels better. They completely, uh, not only have they like done huge technical overhauls and like increased like population densities and stuff like that to make it feel feel even more immersive than it did. That was one thing that it always did well was the immersion, and now it does that yeah. even more so. Completely revamped um, the skill tree and everything like that, so it makes so much more <laughs> sense. Um, reworked mission structures and a bunch of stuff. Added in a bunch of new. Um, kit and i and i haven't even like i said i haven't even touched on the dlc which has been getting incredible reviews i mean GameSpot gave it a 10 which yeah, they yeah. really don't <laughs> do very often what you're gonna give it 11 then is it i don't know i don't know <laughs> what you're gonna, but it's been getting really really good reviews good um, nice so uh, I'm, um, I'm gonna 
hop back in then. I won't, I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure I want to pay I mean, for the, the DLC. But all of the game improvements, uh, all of the game improvements will be there for you, whether regardless of whether you buy the DLC or not. So I think it sounds like they've reached that because Witcher Three had similar issues, didn't it? It was like there was mm. some sort of revamp partway through where they changed the combat style and they, um, yes, yeah, they did like the. I didn't like the revamped combat thing. Some I only people connected did. it with the revamped thing. Yeah. So, oh, right. Yeah. So, see, so the original, late to it, people but. complained in the original one that uh, Geralt carried too much momentum, and it was like, yeah, because he's a person and he has weight. With, with a massive sword. Yeah, he has, <laughs> he has a weight, so when he swings, he's going to carry some momentum, and it's like, I like mm. the way that that played. A lot of people didn't, and they added in a completely uh, optional, completely revamped control setup to make it play, make him be a bit more snappy, which mm-hmm. is like great. I uh, I love that. And yeah, they did like huge changes to the UI and stuff like that. They patched that game aggressively, but it wasn't in a similar sort of state to the way Cyberpunk was when that launched. Right. That was a disastrous launch. Um, I still played it all the way through, uh, eventually on PC. Um, no amount of fixing is going to, uh, I, I think, I mean, until I finish it, I don't know if they've made any changes. Fix the um climax of the main story which i found a little bit underwhelming i found it very underwhelming um i and i'd heard warnings about it so yeah i'd I'd got to that bit that there's a bit where it says if you go through here this is you can't go back yeah the point of no return yeah yeah yeah. i was like i don't know if i want to go back i i I, I don't i don't know if i want to go in i think i'll just carry on running around here and it was fine and then i finished it and it's so underwhelming and i've just never i've gone back when they've done some big patches but then when they revamped all the uh tech tree and all the uh things you could plug in do mm. you, you what what forget what they're called and um, so i just find my inventory full of all, that's it i'd find my yeah. inventory full of cyberware that wasn't plugged in now and i was like i don't remember what all this does now mm. so i think i might start from scratch i've my 2060 is a bit aging, but um, it, it handled the last update absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's good to hear, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to say about Cyberpunk, uh, except that it's pretty good, and I can't wait to play the DLC. Idris you El- the... Your boy Idris Elba's in it, so, you know, what's awesome. not to like? Yeah. Have you seen the John Wick Easter egg? Uh, is that in the DLC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, then I haven't seen it yet. No, uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm not going to buy it for that, but I like the head nod. I like that. I, I look forward it. to discovering it, or, or completely missing it, is more likely to be the case. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, that's about all I've been playing. Um. Should we wrap this up? Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Yeah. Well, um, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you both. Uh, Chazzy, as always, and, and yep. Doug, thank you for uh, your your back, your mate. annual visit to LGR Towers. <laughs> thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate the thought. <laughs> Not Sounds a problem. Anytime, man. Um, thanks, dear listener, for listening. Uh, we will be back. I think the next episode, if if uh, my memory serves me, is our Halloween episode, and we are watching some garbage resident evil film that nick picked <laughs> i can't remember which one i think it's welcome to raccoon city i think oh like God. the latest one the the latest not not Miliovovich one it's not a paul w and ws anderson film which fills me with slight hope 
that it could be enjoyable trash rather than just shit. Um, <laughs> Finger crossed, mate. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's on the next episode, and then uh, I don't know. I don't know what our next uh, next um, entry into the LGR Hall of Fame will be, but um, yeah, we'll look into that. But anyway, um, yeah, keep an eye out on on the socials uh on uh twitter.com i refuse to call it by the other name doug you're not on that website where can people find you um i'm at doug at union.place on mastodon um i dropped the alias it's a much nicer environment over there you can just be a normal person and talk as if you're a real person that exists in the world um oh, i don't have to hide enough. anymore so yes very pleasant <laughs> i like i still enjoy basking in the bile of uh <laughs> twitter um it spills over sometimes but the admins are quite quick to shut down the nonsense yeah i don't know what mastodon's been this past week or what it's been like this past week but twitter has been an interesting Smug. place mm. to be if you happen to support palestinian rights um yeah anyway. mastodon's just mostly very smug yeah i I get that impression (laughs) i've got i I i'm not going to sign up for it uh i do have a blue sky account um i've spent zero time on it so i don't know what blue sky is like but i but i have that there if if everything if if twitter finally implodes i have somewhere to go (laughs) um because it's sure as hell not going to be it's not going to be threads no one no fucking uses threads anymore Everyone yeah, was really excited about it up. for a week. <sighs> anyway, yeah. I'm going to stop rambling because we've been going for nearly two hours. Um, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Tatty buys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.